With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say, we'd like to get started. I talk to you and you talk to me. Who are you talking to at this hour? Mr. Bradley, you better start talking. Let's start the talking. I could talk all night. My mind is Jay talking. Midnight, conversing until the light. All we need is information. Now we got ourselves communication. Bradley J. J. Talking. WBZ. All right, you're Jay Talking. We're here with Paul Lovell, known also as Blowfish. Blowfish, that's the name. Uh, how do you do, sir? Now, I Excellent. was introduced to Blowfish. Well, I don't know when I was introduced, but you were part of the early scene. People ask me about this a lot. Back yeah. in the day, Bradley J., what was it like? Well, that's why yeah. you're here. I started, well, I started waiting tables at... TGI Fridays, got a job. Oh, my God. Really? Because Monoman of uh, The Liars did that. Did, that's right. Also, uh, from there, went to college radio and then uh, WLYN, which we'll get into. Yeah. Which became FNX. And we'll talk about where are they now. Some of those people went on to bigger radio jobs in the, in the, in the town and in other towns. Some of the songs yeah. from back in the day. And... We'll also talk about the Boston Groupie News. Yes, up and going since 1975. Can you tell me, well, over the course of Boston Groupie News segment, we'll talk about mm. what it is, how it got started, how your role started and evolved. So let's get into Boston Groupie News, BGN. Yeah, BGN. BGN we call what it. is it? What was it? Uh, it was, oh boy, what is it now? Now it's a website, let's say, and uh, it's almost blog-like on its main page, but it has a depth in there. There's, a, there's interviews, um, current interviews, and we archive all our old pages. And actually, we've been online since 2002. So that was pretty early for the online that alone, adoption. Yeah, forget about 1975. Being on the web since 2002 is not many people have done it that long. Everyone that was online when we entered is like gone now, and it's we're a whole new generation. When did you get involved? And the BGN. Well, the you know the origin story. I'll give the fast origin story because it's amazing. You can give the detailed yeah. origin story. Okay. So in 1974, we should we should go back that far. That's when what became the punk scene in Boston began. There's a few groups around. There's Fox Pass. There's uh, Willie Loco and the Boom Boom Band, there's the Real Kids, there's DMZ, and there's um, uh, Third Rail, and there's not much more than that. Just uh, And there's only a few clubs. There's- Live Lobster. Do you remember Live Lobster ever? No. First band I ever oh, saw in Boston. Because that's on that first day of the Rat, 
Really? The, the the very first day of the rat, which was in 1974. Oh, they played that September, gig. They played that gig. I saw them at Katie's. Really? Live? Did they play covers or were they? I don't even remember. Yeah, really? They probably wouldn't have known if they were covers. I was so dumb at the time. That was, well, you had Brian Coleman here. Yeah. As a guest. Mm-hmm. And he had, in one page in there was that advertisement for the first day of the rat. No one knew it was that early and no one knew those bands. Brian Coleman's a guy who put together a book called Buy Me Boston, which is a compilation of all the cool print, well, many, many cool print ads from back in the day, including a lot of rock bills and some stuff about the rat. Yeah. So back to Boston Groupie oh, News yeah. and the story. And you can be as detailed as you want because it's a good story. Yeah. So so this is the scene we're at. There's only a few clubs. There's the rat. There's the the club on uh, Main Street and near um, Central Square and is now a condo. And that it later became night stage. And then there was, uh, this was even before Cantones, I would say. And there was maybe the In Square Men's Bar and a few bands like that. So there's a scene, there's people know each other. And all of a sudden, on the cigarette machine down at the Rat is a one-page newsletter, one-sided, yellow, called the Boston Groupie News. And it's, Somebody just stuck it's a just piece there. of legal pad up, right? It wasn't, a, it wasn't, well, it was that legal pad color, but it okay. wasn't that. And they just said Boston Groupie News and left it blank? No, no, no. And it was filled okay. with salacious gossip, terrible, horrible things about everybody on the scene. Mm-hmm. A lot of it sort of truthful. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's got a horrible spin on it, but it's sort of truth. People are livid. I mean, this is outrageous. And it's anonymous. It's anonymous. No one knows who does it. So how, how often is, did they post it? This just happened once. Okay. So months go by. Another one never comes out. By the way, don't mention any names. Don't mention the name of the alleged actual poster of it. Okay. But will I eventually I can say that name. No. As long as long as it, that name is not associated with this. I don't want to be accusing of somebody. Oh yeah, okay. I got accusing you. somebody of that, especially for okay. any reason. Glad to be uh, reminded of that. So several months go by. A second one never shows up. And Miss Lynn, who was on the scene, and she came from uh, Holliston. Is that right? I think it's Holliston. And uh, she was in town hanging out with the rock and roll people. And she's with Willie Loco, mm-hmm. Alexander. And Willie says, when she says, she wants, the whole idea about early punk and I always, people think, think, what is punk? And it's this sound. Early punk, the idea was... DIY. DIY. Do it yourself. Do something. Get out there. So she wanted to do something. So Willie says to her, why don't you do the Boston Groupie News? Run with this thing, yeah. this Boston Groupie News. She thinks, great. She does it. She does it anonymously. Does the same thing. Puts it on the cigarette machines in the different places, in the clubs. And... People sort of know it's her immediately. <laughs> From that, they yeah. sort of, she did a third one, tried to be anonymous. No, it, it didn't work. They sort of knew. So then she started putting her name on it. Okay. It's still just one page, second, third, fourth one. It's maybe. Now, meanwhile, the joke here is a couple of jokes is the guy who eventually we find out who does it. And he had called Willie and said, Willie, we have a scene here. We have clubs. We have the radio. Oedipus was on the radio at that point. And he said, we got the thing, but we don't have like a magazine. So, and Billy said, well, why don't you do it? Yeah, I think I am. I think I'm going to just do a little thing. 
And this guy does the Boston Groupie News. So Willie knew when he's talking to Miss Lynn mm-hmm. that really? who did it. So Willie, he's like the, the puppet master. Here. Okay. You know, cool. So 40 years later, we find out who did it. And that guy who did it, he's in the, the newsletter. He said horrible things about himself. Oh, that's interesting. And that was his cover story. It isn't me. Look at what they said about me. That was pretty horrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it still exists. And it still exists. So that was in December of 1975. The first one came out. So then Miss Lynn does three, four, five of these things. So now I'm on the scene. I'm doing comedy bits that I'm sending to Oedipus. Tape bits. You talking to a little recorder and do your comedy bits? Not a little recorder, a Sony four track. Oh, like you had a serious recorder. Yeah, and I had you know editing capabilities. I could uh, do sound on sound. Yeah. So, but it was still pretty pathetic. So I'm doing these bits. I send them to Oedipus. He doesn't play them. I send them four or five times, maybe the fifth or sixth time he plays one. Yeah, and that's how it goes. That's how it goes. You have to sort of prove yourself. And I was. And truth be told, the early stuff must have been really bad because it was I was learning on the yeah. job there because I didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted to, like Miss Lynn, I wanted to do something, you know? So I'm on the scene. I'm doing comedy bits. I figure that's my job. You are Jay talking. We're live midnight to five, and we are with Paul Lovell, known also as Blowfish. The Blowfish. That was your radio name. And yeah. there are a couple of threads we're going to follow. Number one, we're running down the... Inception and evolution of a thing called the Boston Groupie News, which was a, and still is a, Boston music zine. Mm. Also, we'll talk about early Boston radio and the place that spawned many of the people that you have that you came to know, you may still know, or they may have gone on. And we can talk about the music of the time, and particularly pop music, because Blowfish's Speciality is pop music, and he did a show called This Is Pop, which, strangely enough, I worked on too. It's really funny, yeah. You were there. It was quite a scene. Well, we could talk about LYM because that LYM was the first time I heard punk on the radio during the day with commercials because punk was so edgy in 76, 77, 78, that Number one, to have any commercial in it, it was amazing because Oedipus would have had it and BCN, but that was late at night, you know, one in the morning. People just were not being sponsors of punk shows. They were avoiding it. Punk was horrible. No one wanted to be connected with it. So there was LYN and they had like Coke commercials. We're going to save that for the LYN segment because I don't want to lose the thread of Boston Groupie News now. You were involved in Boston Groupie News and you were making, you were an audio guy and you were a funny guy and you... Sort of in the spirit of Billy West, only this is pre-Billy West, and those kind of people wanted to do comedy and sound bits. And you were making them at home and sending them, and they were quite extensive and quite good. And you sent a bunch to Oedipus, and finally he played one, and then things started to happen. So he, you know, yeah. So I get a name, and I get all, you know, and I keep doing the tapes, tapes. Eventually ended up on an EP called Blowfish in the New Wave. That exists now. You can hear it. That's you out there. Uh, no longer. Is it on Boston Groupie on, News? It's not on Boston Groupie. I do have it on Bandcamp. If you Googled okay. uh, Blowfish and the New Wave Bandcamp, it would come up. Why not have some of them on BGN? Do you know? Uh, because the BGN isn't me in that sense. I have my own personal website called punkblowfish.com. 
and I have a few of the bits on there. Still, it's such high quality content, and it'd be a good place to put it. But you you can do that. You can worry about that. So. Continue. This thing, this thing. So anyways, I'm doing the comedy bits and I consider myself like a satirist and doing parodies. So one of the things I did was I made a parody of magazines. Like there was, there was only, wasn't many magazines. It was a magazine called uh, Dirt out there. So I did a parody. It's kind of like Mad Magazine or no? Yeah. Well, uh, no, it was like, uh, That's Dirt right. was so minimal. It was okay. like hardly anything. But anyways, I do a parody of the Boston Groupie News. Yeah. I called it the No Good Groupie News. Okay. And I just, I, did, I made it look like the Groupie News, and it's all jokes on there. Okay. You know, she used to have pictures on the Groupie News. That they were reproduced so badly, they'd be like a big black splotch. Yeah. So on the No Good Groupie News, I put like a, a black square. So you parodied and, the, group, the Boston yeah. Groupie News. What was your goal, long-term goal? Just to make fun of everybody and everything on the scene. I love the scene. You didn't do it for a future job as a, I don't know, some highly paid satirist. No, I have, I did not, and I do not now have any ambitions. Okay. Yeah. And that's a, that's a fault because there was a point there where I was doing those bits and they were in demand. People, as you know, if you're on a radio show, those drop-ins, they're gold. Yeah. And people wanted it, and there was places I could have maybe gone, but I didn't have any of that drive, drive at all. Okay. I, it's, it's not in me. So I'm doing these things. I do the no good groupie. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. News. I send it to the groupie news. Yeah. To Miss Lynn. So... A couple of weeks go by, the next groupie news come out. Now, by this time, it's number six, maybe. I issue get, number six. Yeah, issue number six. And meanwhile, they're only like one page, two pages. So I get it in the mail, and I'm reading it, and I'm in there. That's the, good. The stuff I put in the no good groupie news is in the groupie news. Okay. And she, she has a letter. Paul, I really like groupie news, blah, blah, blah. Let's meet up. Let's, I want to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. So then I go meet her. And this is at one university place in Harvard Square. This is a building, I think Peter Wolf used to live there. Ed Hood, who was an Andy Warhol um, you know, personality, used to live there. He got murdered right outside that building. I think it's not there anymore. Number one university place. Yeah. It was okay. a rent-controlled And so this is where you and Miss Lynn forged an alliance? Yeah. She says... I want you to do the groupie news, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, okay, I think I can do stuff. And my, I did have one principle during this whole punk era, and that was never say no. Always say yes. If anyone asks you to do anything, say yes. Okay. And that's where Would I ended up doing you continue to say that's a good thing to live by? Absolutely. In that situation, yes. You have to put yourself on the line. Get yourself out there. I, was, I went on the radio. I had no radio experience. Yeah. Absolutely none. Yeah. Before I got on the radio on WTBS, it became a late riser. I, I was never on the radio, so I just did it. 
I so if someone sa- says, hey, you want to do surgery on me? Yeah. Uh, oh, well. You say yes. There are limits, I guess. Yeah. 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 But, you know, to stretch yourself, don't. Okay. You have to do that. And I, I guess we can pick up the pace on the yeah. timeline of the, yeah. the Boston Groupie News. So you're involved now. So I'm involved. And so we so we make it grow. And, and Miss Lynn had all the ambition on that because I don't have that. She said, let's do an interview. You provided content. She provided ambition. That's That's it. She said, let's do an interview. I said, well, we, know, we can't do an interview. We're just a stupid one-page thing. No, we'll do an interview. Okay, who? You know, Matthew McKenzie of Ready Teddy. Okay. God rest his soul. He's dead now. But we got a great interview out of him. Then, you recorded on your four-track? Uh, no, that would have been done on a cassette. Okay, a cassette. little uh, handheld box. You push, play, yeah. and record? Yeah. Okay. And then, and then she transcribed it? She would transcribe it. That's what she's great at. And what are some down the road... Some cool interviews you got on the Boston Groupie News. Well, we got all these bands in their heyday. We got the real kids in their heyday. Yeah. Jonathan Richmond back then in his heyday. Uh, He's still in his heyday. Uh, The Liars. Uh, I'm trying to think of the thing. Well, we used to get, we got Jimmy Isaacs. He used to be in the the real paper, The Phoenix, Oedipus. Um, From WBCN WBCN and WMBR. And uh, the neighborhoods, the late Rises Club itself at one point. Yeah. So it was, it was all people, you know, that were on the scene. It was all, we weren't and, shooting for biggies. And scene, yeah, but still, you really, probably it's the best place to find out what the scene was really like. You have this stuff archived? Well, right, this is a good question. I just have a list of what's in every issue on, on the website. But I'm in the process because I got pushed by... Uh, Brian Coleman, who is a good guy to meet, that I am going to get them all in a book. There we're, you go. We're going to do and So this is book. your book? Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is Boston Groupie News by Bluefish. And this is get the published. first time anyone's heard about this in the general Really? So yeah. this is, uh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I have decided definitely going to do it. Based on his book, it looks so good. And I, once I talked to him, I realized it was feasible. So I would get all those material all together yeah. so it would be available. Because people on uh, eBay, it goes for $40, $50 an issue now. Boston Groupie News? Yeah. If you have old issues, go in there and sell them. I bet you David Bieber has them. Yeah, probably. There's one guy out there that's buying them all up, and the minute they come up, I, if I put an issue I have up, he just buys it. Jack up the price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a little. That's crazy. Let's see what happens. So we're going to do that, and then I can add things in there like, there's a lot of pictures that were never seen in color that I have and I can throw in there. And this additional. So it's really a record of the Boston music scene way back and then up to current times in detail and in, in, in real time. It's not looking back at stuff. It's what was happening then when they were writing about it. And you can, I'm guessing you can get a sense of the vibe, not just the music, but the kind of DIY vibe that was going on. Yeah. And in the current groupie news, we do have those old interviews in there. We have the real kids and in uh, print uh, online. The ones that were on yeah, the online, issues. but printed version. You don't have the audio posted. That's correct. Did you save the audio? The cassettes? Yes, yes we you have. You did. And I got to say, a, a famous interview that we did, the one that's got us the most traction and is referred to in books and here left and right, is the interview we did with the Damned. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, we got the Damned. I think it was their second show. Their first show was in New York when they got here in 70. Yeah seven, whatever it was. And we were downstairs 
and the damned played the rat two nights in a row. It was outrageous. We got them in the dressing room, and it's the most outrageous. You have to read it online to believe it. And I have that audio. Was, I'm thinking Oedipus was there. Was he there? Oedipus was not there. Did he? He had him on the radio. I think he did. Oh, oh, was that the Stranglers later? No, he, I'm sure he did. Let me get back to the dance. The were, were they the fir- Some people say they're the first punk band. They were the first punk band recorded. That's their claim to fame. Uh-huh. They were the first band to get a single, an album out there, and they were probably the first one to come to America. They were fast out of the gate. But the Sex Pistols say were there before them, you know. Okay. But they got the they were the first to get recorded and get out there. So that's their claim to fame. And at at one point around around now this would be around eighty two, eighty three. At that point, the initial punk burst is over, and everybody is now on the bandwagon. Punk is no longer dangerous. The indie scene is there, right? So what year is this? A, say 83. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the indie scene is coming up. And R.E.M. and all this stuff. This is this is like a big deal. And at that point, Boston Rock is going on. The Noise, which a lot of people know, The Noise, that they're going. And there was a couple of other magazines that were out there. Even mainstream magazines like Rolling Stone were covering The Real punk. Paper. Covered paper, rock. They were always had an article or two there. Yeah. yeah. So the idea is, we at the beginning we were the only, the only thing in town. Now all of a sudden, everybody's covering. We couldn't compete with Boston Rock with a, you know, yeah. a masthead of 30, 40 people. But you just kept doing what you're doing. What well, you we did. just did it up till about eighty three, eighty four, and Miss Lynn married Kenny Gizmo Highland. And she ended up going down to North Carolina and coming back. And we stopped then because it just wasn't, we would try to interview somebody and there was somebody in front of us interviewing them. Yeah. It was like a lot, we didn't have the the power or the inside like these people did, you know. But you, you, it's still going on. Did you start it up again? Well, what happened was then we sort of stopped it then. Um, I never stopped being on the scene. Then I was in um, LYN and all that stuff. That w- was all LYN going on. was a station that became FNX. Yeah. And then, you know, I did things for BZ and you, I mean, uh, BCN. BCN and you and different things. I also put things, and Miss Lynn and I would put things in other magazines, like Bot. We would do put things in Boston okay. Rock and the Noise and a magazine called Bang. And anyways, so, but eventually we didn't do stuff, blah, 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 until I got a computer in 2000. And then I got online, I saw what was going on and I realized, just like there was no... I don't know. There was no live site dealing with the Boston scene. And you were the first. Well. Uh, Pretty much. We, uh, well, we were the first with the Boston Group of News. Absolutely. We were the premier number one thing. So online, there wasn't anything. Online was a few sites, but they were what I call dead sites. or They just, they had material in there and it wasn't updated. You go in a month later, it was the same material. Yeah. So I figured we'll do the BGN and on the first page... We'll archive our old material and we'll talk about the scene. And we'll make it, when you log on, there'll be somebody talking to you right then, you know, like we would post every week. And we've posted every week since 2002. And are you the person that does the talking? Yeah. Originally, it was Miss Lynn used to do that first page. And now you do. Now I do. So you can go there and keep updated. Absolutely. Can you go there to find out who's playing in town? Yes. What we do is we tell you, Every week, we'll tell you, uh, we post it Sunday night or Monday morning, what happened last week, what shows we went to, and then we list the shows of interest coming up. Mm-hmm. We don't tell you 
every gig at O'Brien's or every gig at the Midway, but we'll tell you the ones that we think are interesting going forward a few months. How do you find the Boston Groupie News online? You go to www.bostongroupienews.com. BostonGroupieNews.com. Good, you got that. That's easy to do. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, we switch over to, we take a jump to sidetrack. You mentioned WLYN. This is very interesting Boston radio people. This is a, kind of a big deal. It didn't last very long. But as you said, this is the first time really you heard punk in the day on the radio. Probably, well, I don't know if it had an effect on what BCN did. They, they must have felt more urgency to play that stuff because LYM was playing it, right? Well, you know, we wondered at that time what was going on at, at BCN. And if if uh, they didn't react to LYN, they certainly reacted to WFNX when it when it right. morphed. There's no doubt about that. Now, on, the sh- on WLYN, this formative rock station, you did a show called This Is Pop. And oh, talked, yeah. And, uh, which is different than... There may be some overlap, but this is pop. The focus is kind of different. Can you, and this is really important, definitive, tell us your definition of pop, at least the oh, one, boy. the working one that was used for the show. Well, boy, that was a good question. But, you know, I would say that the idea of the, the perfect pop, pop song came from those 60s groups, Beatles, uh, even Dave Clark Five, and then into the Raspberries, that sort of thing. That str- that stream of pop in rock is what we were shooting for, and we wanted to see that in the current scene in the, at the mu- time. In the current music, so in like those three minute songs, three minute songs, kind of about jangly love, guitars, jangly, and about upbeat things. Yeah, kind and of uh, not too abrasive. Love, not too abrasive, but you could be really hard rocking, like some of them were. So, like the yachts, I always like to bring them up because they had a long career. They were had a, a really good punch to them, but there's no doubt in that they were pop, you know? And the yachts covered uh, Look Look Back in Anger, which was done uh, by Teddy and, the, no, Teddy oh. and the Pandas, a local group. Look Back in Anger, okay. Yeah. So the yachts, what was their hit? Because that might help people. Uh, the yachts really never had a hit. Well, the big song, the biggest, what one would you play? I would say Flight... Uh, Flight 505 we used to play. Suffice to Say was another song we played. All right. There's none I thought of they had songs? a bigger one than that. Uh, I don't, not one that really. Who's ever heard of a yacht song? Because if you've heard of it, <laughs> it probably was bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. they had, I loved everything they put out. Yeah, they were great. But we used Who to play. Who did Starry some, Eyes? Starry the Eyes. The records? The records. They also did Tina Rama. Starry Eyes is a perfect pop song oh my god yeah yeah Bram Tchaikovsky Girl of My Dreams so these are songs folks that you starting to to remember Bram Tchaikovsky Girl of My Dreams yeah and you would play that and we also played the real REM real early I think that REM song came out in 1981 82 Radio Free Europe from the chronic something EP which was for me the, the last good thing yeah sorry sorry to say oh wow Michael Stipe, sorry. Uh, yeah, we jumped right on that. At the tail end of the uh, thing, I was playing uh, Adamant <coughs> and Deck. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No Sexy's Midnight Runners. I played that. Come on, Eileen. They were playing that like a Way year back and a then? half later. Yeah. Oh, God. Before I left the air, I was playing Come On, Eileen, and uh, Celtic Soul Brothers. People have to understand that at the time, Adam and the Ants was earth-shattering, just weird. I remember yeah. like Late Risers Club played what they thought was the most ultimate cool music, the most cutting edge, and they were all of Twitter about Adam and the Ants, and there was a press conference, and all the people in town that were cool went to the Adam and the Ants press conference. <laughs> And they had two drummers, right? There yes, was some, they did. I there think was something real uh, that's edgy funny. about I them. I th yeah, and oh boy, the songs. That first Adam and the Ants song, uh, album is tremendous. And uh, What about Flock of Seagulls for you? Did that get into another oh thing? God. I, we actually played Flock of Seagulls. Well, now it's getting into the new wave yeah, thing. That and, wasn't your thing, well, primarily. We were there. You know, We would play the edges of that, definitely. But more in your wheelhouse would be... Well, of course, XTC has a song, yeah. This Is Pop, which yeah. was your theme song. Yeah. and This is pop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And pop music. Pop music by, by M. M. Yeah. Go ahead and quiz me. I'll get, yeah, I, this is one good. quiz I'll do pretty well on. <laughs> and I would like to say part of the thing was we weren't only playing that. We did connect it to the 60s. We would play the Dave Clark Five, the Who, and the Raspberry. And that was, to us, that was part of our mission, to play the new stuff, but to Click it in, play a set with three new and one old. And we would play the raspberries. We would stick that. We'd play. Uh, is the old in the middle? Probably not on the edges, right? That's right. Always stick that. The idea that is in. that way you don't really need to back announce the one that everyone knows. So you stick it in the middle where you're not right. talking on the edges. You can yeah. just back announce the ones. The, the, the new ones, on you the sort edges. of want to talk in. Yeah. Someone they don't know, you talk into it or you talk out of it. And the ones in the middle were the, uh, the sweet ones. Okay. Yeah. Other bands, I'm loving this. And some of these bands people know, Adam and the Ants, The Jam. The Jam? Oh, we loved The Jam. We used to play The Jam like crazy. You Those, played This Is The Modern World. Uh, da 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 What uh, else? A-Bomb and Water Street. A-Bomb and Water. And uh, oh, A Town Called Malice. Yeah. That oh, was a little later. God. That was when they started to get pretty. They got pretty. And Nick Lowe, we played like crazy. Nick Lowe was huge. He's like the perfect pop guy. He absolutely is. He, he absolutely is. He's the prince of pop there. He was. He wrote the book on it, really. Did you play Cruel to Be Kind? Oh, yeah. We played that whole album. That whole album. I should remember because I was the there. The Sound of Breaking Glass. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Everything on that album is uh, is pretty cool. Um, well, I need a few Marie more Provost, that was on that album. A few other examples of bands. Do you remember, this is a little obscure, Hamby and the Dance. I do, but that's yeah. way too weird for that's, everybody else. That's definitely. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, ABC. Oh, see, now you're getting into us, edging up to another genre of new romantic. Yes, definitely. ABC and yeah. uh, Haircut 100. Haircut 100, beautiful. Yes, we were huge on Haircut 100. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those singles, they were fantastic. Hey, who was the band that had, uh, and I don't want to get too insidey here, but the, it was called Favorite Shirts. Favorite that's, shirt. That's kind of a name for a weird. That's just what was going on at the time. Was that a song the song about his favorite shirt? It was, was either it was one of those new romantic bands. Oh, oh yeah, I don't know. Oh, but they were great. ABC, of course, was so lush. That was just fat. What was the biggest band to come out of that? Some some of them survived. Oh boy, 
you know, I don't even. All know. right, that's all right. The Church was another group we played. Uh, they had Unguarded Moment. That was a song. And uh, yeah, The Church, I think from Australia. The Bongos were a group that had sort of a high profile. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Bull Rushes was one song. What was the Bongos' big hit? Um, was Bull Rushes big? There was, there was another one. Yeah, there was another giant you know, one. You know, we're terrible because. We're terrible so people. We continue talking about Boston rock. We've talked about Boston rock then. We've talked about Boston radio then and the evolution of the folks involved. And we're going to swing it back to rock now, but it's going to be current rock from a guy that goes out more than probably any of you and <laughs> more than I do. And it's Blowfish. Handful. It's Blowfish. We're, we're with Blowfish. Scene stern now. Now, and there's a handful of people that go out more than me. Are there? But Yeah. And it's like a club when you, you know who's going out. Once you keep going out, you see these people, and they see you, and it's like a club. Do you know who's going out ahead of time, like online, you, no. you say? Oh, sometimes, but we don't do, You just— there's You know they're going to be there. You know they're going to be there. Because they're always there. And we and I know people just because we—you know, if you want to— And you know, you know what if, bands they like. If you have a lonely like, life, yeah. you want to get out and meet people, just keep going to these gigs, and you will meet people, and you meet them—you see them on Facebook, and you get to know them. So it seems like— Somerville is kind of central. Oh, it's, yeah. Somerville's not yeah. central to anything except rock. Yeah. No, it's really <laughs> yeah. far away from everything except rock. Yeah. And there are a number of clubs. If you Folks, if you really wanted to, to drill down and get into a small area, we can see, actually go to more than one place a night, it would be Somerville. Is it Union Square? Or? Union Square. Let's talk Union Square. Okay. Now, the number one really nice, cozy place is where I saw you the other day, Sally O'Brien. Sally O's. That is really, really, they rehabbed it a little bit. They added a few feet in, and it's a nice, a comfortable place. And they have uh, food there, which is not a, a plentiful at a lot of clubs, but they do. So, and the beauty of that is, say you go to the Salios, then just down the street, the next club up is PA's. Okay. And that- PA's Lounge. PA's Lounge. Very odd place. Not, there's hardly anyone ever in there, but they have gigs, and it lately it's been a bit spotty, but it's pretty cool and very low key. And then you go down a little bit further, there's the Greek American Club. Um, so you say a little bit further, you mean walking distance? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. A quarter of a block. Yep. Yeah, there's the Greek Club, and they have gigs there. They'll have some, th those are like people who do book them themselves. They'll be like hardcore shows, and that's a little bit off putting, I would say. You know, if you don't feel comfortable, you wouldn't feel comfortable walking in there maybe if you didn't know what you were going into. But yeah. then down the a half a block from there is Thunder Road. Thunder Road. Which is a fabulous club. Used to be radio. Used to be Jaspers back in the no day. No kidding, Jaspers. Yeah. That's right. So I went to Thunder Road to see the Bowie tribute band Young Americans, and I, I told folks the appearance, they could work on their appearance a little bit and their background <laughs> singing, but overall the experience was Fantastic, and I would go back again and again. And you know from Bowie. Yeah. I saw Thursday, I went there and saw Barron's Whitfield. Good. And there was only a handful of people there because the, he wasn't with the Savages, and New Year's Eve was like New Year's Day where it was Tuesday, and I think people were burnt out. At the end of the, he did a 90 minutes, fabulous Barron's set. At the end, there was only 15 people there. Huh. I love that. It's like a private private show so if you go out you hit these midweek shows which is my favorite thing to do yep there's only 10 15 people sometimes and you get they these bands play like it they're at the boston garden that's right they do they don't hold back that's what i love i love that i gotta say as far as this band j uh, the young americans 
I keep wanting to say Jay and the Americans. How old am I? If every once in a while they got so good, I thought, geez, if you close your eyes, it could it be you know, it's a big show kind of thing with great sound. Yeah. They were doing from station to station the song Stay. Heavy, 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 funky thing. Mm. And it was tremendous. And the singer nailed not only the the lyrics, but the nuance, the what's the the way the, the words came out. Yeah. He just had every it was great. The intonation. Yeah, the, the um whatever you call it. Yeah. Just super nailed it. And musically, when they are not singing, doing the backup singing, some songs have a lot of back backup singing. Yeah. The, like the song Stay was great. Okay. What are some of the bands now that you can go see that you recommend? A lot of bands have people oh. that were in bands, right? Yeah, well, there's always that. But you know, going out is very individual. So, I mean, what I go out to see, I, I like it rocking. And because it's, I came from the punk, and I still like it. But some of those initial punk bands are still out there, like the Nervous Cedars. Still out there. Still out there. The Liars. I'm trying to head a, a list there. Uh, How about Upper Crust? Are they still around? Upper Crust is still there. But Nat Freeberg just recently, right now, has an uh, album out and is doing a solo thing. Explain it's what Upper Crust is. Upper Crust is they're hilarious. Ex they're extremely good. They've been on David Letterman. They dress up like, what, what would you call like it? French, French Louis the Fourteenth. Yeah, dandies. Yeah, oh, with the powdered wigs. Out, not halfway. Not all the way. Shit, all the way. The clothes, you know, the the snipped waist and all like that, and the powdered wigs, they hilarious. The, uh, the bass player, he just, he makes scowls. During the set, he scowls at you. Yeah. The pictures, if you just see the pictures, you'd be laughing. Yeah. And the songs are funny. They're funny, but they're delivered with super expertise and they, they're yeah. like ACDC. Yeah. They're correct? Like, they're, that's what, that's his sort of his sound. Yeah. And sort of, they'll take ACDC songs and insert sort of French 18th century lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most hilarious thing ever. Upper crust. Upper but crust. it's real music. It's not half-baked on the music. It's serious. No, it's real stuff. If you like ACDC, you would love it. Yeah. Okay, got any, any other bands? So my favorite bands currently, I just I got a list. Uh, I, well, speaking to the audience here, say you like the Beatles. Yeah. You're going to love Muck and the Myers. Okay. They sound like early Beatles, but they do only do their own songs. But they come out, they come out, they go, their energy level is just like way up there at the beginning. They never stop in between songs. You feel like you're, you know. And they've been England. around a long time. They have been around a long time. They never disappoint. So if you're looking for, you like Beatles music, look them up. And I wish there were a way good. that you could be the point person for all these folks listening who wanted to check in with you. Yeah. And is say, there any way they can contact you like on the Boston Groupie News or yeah, something? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's bostongroupienews.com. Yeah. You, you have a contact? We have a contact so link contact on there. You. Also in my um, www.punkblowfish.com, I have a contact link in there. You can get me through there. I'm on Facebook uh, under Paul Lovell. You know, get okay. out there and things. And I would say one suggestion I had for people, I think it's really great. Maybe you don't want to go out there and you know have your ears ringing like that. You go to... There's a lot of like afternoon shows or low-key shows like at the uh, Atwoods Tavern in Somerville. That place is really low-key. You'd be so comfortable there. There's afternoon shows at the Midway, which is really good because you don't want to be out at 1 in the morning. They start at 4 o'clock and go to uh, 
8 o'clock. Midway Cafe and JP. Yeah. And this guy, Easy Ed, he's a DJ on um, I know MFO. him. Yeah. I, yeah? I met him the other day, and I love no. him. Yes, he dresses up old school. Yeah. yeah. And he plays 45. He has turntables, and he plays 45s for real. Yeah. And he cues them up with an old phone, like an old phone receiver. Yeah. It's hysterical. And he, he puts on shows, and he does them at the Midway. And I would suggest, if you're looking for just a comfortable day in a club, he plays his rockabilly music in between these rockabilly groups. They are so good. The people are wonderful. It's a wonderful day. Oh, yeah. You know, I saw him at Sally O'Brien's. Yeah. Is it O'Brien's? O'Brien's, right? Sally O is O'Brien? Sally O'Brien's. Okay. But there's two clubs now. There's O'Brien's, which is on Harvard yeah, Avenue. Yeah, I'm talking also. Sally O's. Sally O'Brien's is okay. in some of them. And this was a gig with uh, like six bands. That's where I saw you. Well, the, t- the time I saw you there, and there's a band Easy to, Ed was there. There's a band to see. Someone who liked old punk, who likes new punk, wants to get that sound, Justine and the Unclean. Yep. They have a great, they sound like some of the singles we used to play on This Is Pop. They have a great sound. Who else was there that night? Because there were a bunch of good bands you might want to mention. Uh, Stop Calling Me Frank. Stop Calling Me Frank is a band. Yeah, stop, that's a band. They're hysterical. Do you know, they were... A band in the 80s. They used to go to Chet. They played Chet's Last Call all yeah. the time. And they did, weren't a band for a while. They came back a couple of years ago. They're bigger than they ever were. They're hilarious. They play music that would seem a little bit old even back in the 70s or something. They're old school, but great guys, always a great show. Who else was there? Can you remember? Just this is, These are more bands. They were all good. More bands you might want to go and see. Uh Oh, boy. Oh, I, I would like to say there's a group out there now who are notable because the youngest one is 11 years old. Yeah. They're called Color Killer, and they're, they're from, I don't know, the North Shore somewhere. The youngest is like 11. The oldest is like 16 or something. And they actually they play pop punk, and they are fabulous. It's no bowl. They're young, which makes you go crazy, but there's, the music is good. There's something to... To, to listen to you'd like. you you should consider seriously if you really wanted to if you were i know you're not hungry and ambitious but if you wanted to perform a service for our community <laughs> there's nobody more qualified than you to be kind of a rock broker say you want to go out check with me tell me what you're looking for and i'll tell you what's going on i never thought of that that's like a service you know yeah I and mean, you would do it for free or if you could make a buck on it fine but yeah. It's like that could be an app. It could, I suppose. But they could call. <laughs> How would you monetize it? I don't know. But you know. But short of that, I would say we ha- do have the Boston Groupie News. Yes. We talk about two or three or four or five groups every week. Just consider it a promotion see- promotional tool for the Boston Groupie News. Yeah, it's an idea because no one's going to remember the bands we talked about. That's but true. I, I'm hoping that we would imbue some of you folks with a desire to go out. I think people, here's another thing. People view, they imagine clubs filled with kids. Not in Somerville, man. No, no. It's your, folks, it's you out there. It's me, it's Blowfish. Yeah. Now, I'm 68, and I'm out there, and the audience doesn't look that young to me. You know what I mean? (laughs) They are young. But uh, But nobody looks at you weird. You you couldn't be really too old, I don't think. The older, the the cooler in that place. The audiences are very welcoming. I go to hardcore shows where there's moshing and everything like that, and like, there's younger, and I'm here, I'm 68, and they treat me fantastic with with deference. 
people on they the treat scene, you with deference. Yeah. Meaning they mosh you easier. Yeah. Well, I've been <laughs> moshed. I've been hit a few times. I, I have yeah. to admit, and I, I I don't think this is news. I was never a hardcore guy. Never uh, ever. I was always post punk. I was Echo and the Bunny Men, Teardrop Explodes, uh, all all just think Echo and the Bunny Men, folks. Yeah. Love that. And so I was not the go in the pit and fight yeah. person. I never got that. Well, I wanted to be more with the ladies while the dudes were fighting. Yeah, and that was a a lot of men. I I like hardcore now way more than I even liked it back in the day. Is it the same? It's it's different. It's a little different. There's a lot of metal in it sometimes. Is there any sort of song to it? Instead of one, two, three. It, it's a lot of the rah, rah, rah. And sometimes that's the point. And I get that. That's but the point is, that I don't care about, though. But there is songs there, especially in the groups that are sort of hardcore emo. Now, yeah, emo's all right. got a lot of uh, bad okay. rep. Yeah. But there's a group out called Actor Observer, who I think are fabulous. All right, I'll give it a, another chance. Their ears chance. would fall off, but they have so much emotion in there. I feel like an emotional dish rag when I leave one of their gigs. Do you? Absolutely. I've been All put dehydrated? Yeah, I've been put through the ringer like I'm crawling out that door because the guy's <laughs> telling you these – he has a song. It's going, too late, too late, and he jumps in the audience. He's up in your face. Yeah. He's been up in my face going, too late, too late, at the top of his lungs. And you start yeah. to feel bad. Yeah, well, try to feel detached when that's going on. <laughs> that's why I love those guys. But All right, he, what's the band? That's called Actor Observer. Thank you, Rock Broker. Yeah, they're really cool that way. And uh, another great band I like is Today Junior. I'm just going to throw a few names out. Uh, they're poppy punk, and Black Beach is one of the, the great ones out there. Two groups that are very show that would appeal to anybody, yeah. and they put on a great show. Gala and Babes. G-A-L-A? G-A-L-A. And, and Babes. B-A-B-B-E-S, yeah. Those two groups... They put on a great show, and they play music. It's a little bit, you know, garagey, 60s, and, but current, and you'll ha have a great time if you see them. We spoke about hardcore. There is a, there's a big show coming up on Oh yeah, Friday night, right? Friday night. Uh, it's the Chris Doherty of Gang Green. Mm -hmm. It's a tribute for him to get some money. He had a stroke mm -hmm. about a year year and a half, two years ago, whatever it was, he had a stroke, and they had a fundraiser for him. Then he came back. He played a gig at a Father's Two reunion at the mm -hmm. baseball tavern. Mm -hmm. Then he played the C-Note in the Hull, another great club for your South Shore people. And then he had another stroke. So they're getting together at the Paradise Friday. They got the FUs are playing, uh, Springer, yep. crazy Springer. If you, that's a whole story there. Uh, the Unnatural Acts, Grand Green, the original People from Gang Green, they're trying to get those guys. Yep. Slapshot, the Dogmatics, White Dynamite, Evan Dondo will be there. Yeah, wow. And outrageously, the Outlets, who haven't played in years. The Outlets are maybe the greatest band that never happened right. in Boston. So if you get to see that, that's a big deal. That Seeing the Outlets alone would be a big deal there. That, but that whole lineup is fabulous. And that's what night? That's Friday night. And... Uh, the 11th. I would say get tickets now. Where is it? It's at the Paradise right there in Alston, Brighton. Brighton, is it? Right by 
Yeah. Organis Arena. Yeah. Everybody knows where the Paradise is. Who that's has been, not been to the Paradise? That's been going on so long. That club yes. is hung in there. Yep. From day one. Love it. Might be the longest going club when you think of it. Yeah, that's right. I think it is now, probably. Wow. Yeah. And I, some warm, old school love to Billy Budd. Is he still there? Is he kind of the manager there? Oh, I don't know him. Awesome no. dude. Oh, yeah. No, don't know him. He's got to be part of the reason it's still going on. Will now give some venues for folks who live around the edges, don't want to come all the way into town, and yeah. also some venues that aren't going to blast you out with aggressive rock. Yes. Well, I would like to say North Shore, there's, there's a huge scene going on now in, well, not huge, at uh, Salem. The two clubs, Kodo uh, and, oh my God, what's the, Opus. And they're both across the street from each other. Okay, good. Um, they have the best shows, best punk shows, rock shows. Many weekends, I wish I was up there. I don't like that drive. I, I'm on the South Shore, so yeah. it's hard to do that drive. So you, it's not a bunch of kids again, folks. It's no, people it's your kids. age. Yeah, absolutely. Blowfish right here goes three nights a week. He's 68. 68? I'm He'll probably there. meet you in yeah. person. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And now if you're in the South Shore, there's, uh, the C-note is cranked up. There's a guy down there, Michael uh, Weddle, who's putting shows on the first Friday of every uh, month. He does young bands. I saw a band there called The Fringe. They were fantastic. Half of it was original. That group, they got chops like anything. They got it, if they keep it together, they'll be great. And uh, but he does he does new bands on Friday. He just did a fundraiser for a band who's going to at the Hard Rock Cafe Battle of the Bands in Las Vegas or something. Uh -huh, wow. So that's fantastic. So that's the C note in the hull. And then there's Pins, a place called P I N Z, which is a wild place. It's a Entertainment. I knew it was going to have pinball machines. It's got pinball machines. It's got video games, bowling. It's got like ten lanes. Yeah. Open to the club. You're you walk in the club and there's a bowling lane. It's got a huge restaurant. And it's got a bar and it's got a stage. Yeah. That they've, they've, I've seen a few shows there. So rock is kind of coming back in a way. It's it really is. It's low key. It's definitely not. It, like if you look at the Billboard Awards, there's no rock in the Billboard Awards no. anymore. So maybe it's local thing. It's local. It's out there. Kids love it. Young kids are out there in bands like crazy. There's a local place uh, organization called Boston Hassle. They do a lot of house shows, which I don't go to because I've been to a couple of those. Yeah, this is when bands either can't or don't want to get a gig in a club. There's this network of people's houses, maybe six seven or three students live there and in their basement they'll have some pa set up yeah and you bring your own booze and it might be in a basement in brighton yeah absolutely and this band might come from north carolina and you're right boston hassle is a, a publication yeah. online where you they kind of leak out what's going yes. on to find it you sort of have to know someone who knows yeah like, which is the way it should be it's yeah it's sort of a cool thing if you want to get there so uh what was mentioned? Why was I mentioning that? I can't. Even, I lost that track. But uh, that's for like local shows and local young shows. Now I was thinking, and also South Shore. I wanted to mention Brockton has a hardcore scene, a real big hardcore scene in Brockton, and they have a few shows at the local VFW in a place called Dylan's. It's in another place called Max's Blues Club. It's sporadic, but it's there. And if you're in the South Shore, you really want to find those, something like that. Finally, yeah. A note of. Well, advice, and that is, if you're going to these shows, take earplugs. And this is not 
not a way to say it's really loud. It is really loud. This is you're just going to enjoy it more if you take earplugs. And if you're a person that can afford it, I recommend if you're really going to go for it, spend a couple hundred bucks and get custom made earplugs. If you put the foam ones in, it cuts out the high end. You hear a lot of bass. They're better than nothing. You're going to have to use those if you don't have anything. But these are they, they're custom. They pour silicone in your ear. It hardens. They send it to a lab. They put in these filters which keep the level of the noise lower but the ratio of all the different like the bass the mids and the highs the same so you don't just get a bunch of thumping yeah and you always wear ear protection right absolutely like i say i've been doing it for decades i never if i didn't have any ear protection i would not i would not stay it's just too loud it's much louder than it used to be these amps are just and some of the pas like in a place like sonia used to be tt the bears it's now called sonia's that pa system there is so loud it's too big, loud. Too loud, I think. And same with the Brighton Music Hall. They pump up that bass. Matter of fact, they pump up the bass, which is like a dance thing yeah. for the dance club, which is not a rock thing. We don't want that. Bands don't sound like that. A band doesn't sound like like a dance record, you know, like a those beats. But that's what they do at those places. So you really need to help yourself there. But you can also go to the low-key places, like I said, Atwood's Tavern of the Plow and mm -hmm. the Stars. Uh, they'll have like... They'll keep the uh, the volume down, and the place like the Cantab Lounge, which is now sort of going again, they downstairs at the Cantab, the Club Bohemia downstairs. He goes out three times a week at yeah. least. His name is Blowfish. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> Thank you, you, you have a crew of people. Our, our sometimes guest David Bieber goes out all the time. People are out there, folks. Mm -hmm. Rock is not dead. The scene is not dead at all. It's just a matter of you going out. Where do they contact you again? Boston Groupie News. Dot dot com. com. That's it. Our Paul Lovell, L-O-V-E-L-L. -L. Thank you. That's on it. the Facebook and Boston Groupie News. Big plugs for bostongroupienews.com. Go there right now. Brett, that's Keep it. Them. Thank you for having me, Brett. Thanks for asking me in. Better than you thought, right? Absolutely. I loved it. <laughs> I right. loved every minute of Thank it. Thank you very much. There you go. Another episode of the Jay Talking Podcast. Remember, you can always catch the show live. Every weeknight, starting Sunday, midnight to 5 on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. You can subscribe to the podcast where you listen to podcasts and never miss an episode. And follow me on Twitter for show updates. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.